Hello, and welcome to the Mobile User Acquisition Show, a podcast to help you unlock tremendous growth for your app. My name is Shamant Rao. I'm the CEO of the boutique growth marketing firm, Rocketship HQ, and host of the podcast, Mobile User Acquisition Show. In each episode, we feature experts in the field of mobile growth and discuss strategies, tips, and pointers from the leading edge of mobile growth marketing. By the end of each episode, you will have gained actionable and tactical insights that will help you make more informed decisions in your own work around growth. The Mobile User Acquisition Show is produced by Meryl Vincent, Content Marketing Manager at Rocketship HQ. Our guest today is Annika Lin, VP of Growth at Sable, a financial services company. Annika has spent quite a few years in the field of performance marketing for consumer fintech apps like Stash, Policy Genius, and Thimble. Outside of work, Annika is a passionate runner and has successfully completed many marathons and ultramarathons. In today's conversation, we talk about the advent of the Brave browser and ad network and discussed and discuss the varied strategies that are employed by Brave to ensure that users enjoy privacy while advertisers have the privilege of targeting their ads to them. And all of this is possible by making use of Web3 based protocols. We cover quite a few frequently asked questions around the Web3 space, specifically about how this applies to advertising and how Brave is adapting these technologies to advertising. We delve into Anika's experience with working on the Brave network, some of the challenges and limitations Brave ads have as of today. This episode is truly fascinating because it opens the door to a new wave of advertising that's just emerging and could very much present a big opportunity for early adopters. I'm very excited to welcome Annika Lin to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. Annika, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? It's been a while. Yeah, see your face. I know we've crossed paths digitally, but and a long time ago, certainly met in person. Excited to have you here. Excited to be here too. Yeah, for a number of reasons, really. Of course, number one is obviously what you're going to talk about, but you're also very truly inspiring in terms of what you write and what you share about yourself and your work outside of growth and marketing. Uh, So, certainly. I enjoy reading a lot of your stuff. We'll link to all of that as well. So Annika, uh, yeah, you know, a good place to start is perhaps, tell us what is a basic attention token and can you explain what, how it works? Yeah, sure. So, you know, basic attention token is like one of these like a cryptocurrency that's built on the Ethereum platform. And that's very unique. I would say unique feature of Brave browser and Brave ads. So what Brave browser does is they think user deserve to get paid for their attention, right? So if you spend a certain amount of time on an ad, they feel like, okay, your attention worth something. So you'll get paid. And then, so they call this token as basic attention token. So it happens when, if you are on a Brave browser and you opt in to see up to 10 ads an hour. So in the setting, you can set from 
one to I think three, five, up to 10 an hour, then you you will be able to see ads from advertiser like, you know, like Sable. Then if you if if the browser sees you fit that interest, like the, the category of targeting, then you know if you see the ad and engage, and then you will get paid. So that's yeah. the basic the meaning of basic attention token. Sure. sure. So you basically get to monetize your own attention, right? You know, just like DeFi, this is like you are your own ad network in some ways. Uh, mm -hmm. Right, which is such an interesting twist on advertising as we know it. And you have certainly been diving deep into a lot of this. Right, you know, also help, help us understand, right? So if you're basically your own ad network, how does audience targeting work in Brave Ads? So they have very, very, for now, because I think for Brave Ads, it's still very early, right? Like they... For now, I don't think they re released their search product yet. So they were actually inviting us to be part of the, the search beta partner. So they have two types of targeting. One is a geo-targeting. And the geo-targeting is on the country level. And then they have this uh, second targeting, just it's a, just a user targeting. And it break, into, break down into about 21 categories. Arrange from like architecture, arts, business, career, you know, very broad categories. So that's it. I think that's it. That's, and you know, like we can say one only target certain device like iOS, Android, yeah. or desktop. Sure. And, you know, after having been accustomed to, let's just say, Google search or Facebook ads, that can seem somewhat limiting, right? So what has been your experience as an advertiser? What's been effective? What's not been effective in your experience? I would say almost everything is different. So almost everything is affected. So starting mm. setting up a campaign, because we are so accustomed to logging a platform, boom, a campaign launch in five minutes. And with Brave, they use Asana and it's like oh, a wow. survey. So you have to select your targeting country, targeting category, everything on the Asana page and then submit it. They will set up everything for you. And wow. after the campaign has been set up, you will receive a link to access a very high level of your campaign performance. It's a platform. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing you can do. You cannot make an optimization yourself. You know, you can just looking at like, okay, the very top line, you know, KPIs. Yeah. And what are the top line KPIs that you can look at? So very, you know, similar to other platform, they have, you know, impression, click, click-through rate, conversion, conversion rate. And what something is very interesting is actually they have this dismissed so mm -hmm. user can choose to dis dismiss an ad then i sure. will also look at that look at you know the percentage of dismissed ads as well sure sure so that's that's something yeah. unique from their their platform yeah and for the conversions are you tracking pixel based conversions or how does this work yeah that's a great question so 
before we actually started with Ray, we had a call talk about conversion. And, you know, we are like app mobile first company. So everything, a lot of action happened in an app. But luckily, you know, our, we have a very unique web app, um, web app onboarding funnels. We actually have certain actions happen in a web. So that allow us to be able to advertise with Brave. If you are just an app only company and you can only run app campaign, that will be a little problematic because they stop working with MMPs because they say MMPs for now bleach their privacy regulations. So mm -hmm. they stopped working with MMP like two years ago. So yeah. if an app used Brave to monetize, it will just look like everything coming from organic. So, sure. and we do track, yeah, you're right. We do track just very, you know, top of funnel pixel-based conversion. I know one of the value props of Brave is that it, a lot of emphasis on privacy. Is the pixel very similar to Chrome, Firefox pixels? Is it much more privacy friendly? Do you know mm -hmm. any specifics about this? So what I learned from, you know, from the internet is they actually block a lot of tracking, like they, they block like sure. a, a lot of trackers and also like cross-site cookies, fingerprinting. So I think they only allow like a first party cookies for now. Yeah. And then yeah. they don't allow any third-party tracking at all. So, and then, you know, yeah. what, what's interesting is on the browser itself, you can also see they show you, it's like their product called Shield. Shield. So they tell you what they have been blocking from, you know, through, through Brave on this page. So, you know, like user, well, actually a lot of people told me like how much they love about this browser because first it's so much faster. And second, because the, they feel like more, you know, secure with their data as well, because the data only stay on the local browser. It doesn't get sent to any server at all. Which makes me wonder, so because in let's just say Chrome, there is a lot of sharing of data, right? Through the pixel. So much, yeah, so, so much. much. It's you could argue that it's very beneficial to advertisers and there's some value to that, right? So advertiser, as an advertiser, do you think there's a performance sacrifice with a, something like Brave? I often think of this question from a lot of different perspectives. So obviously from the advertiser side of perspective, I, we love data, right? The more we have, the more data, the better and the better targeting capability we have, the better, right? But I yeah. also want us to start thinking about from the user's perspective as well, because that's yeah. the, the train I think it's going. Yeah. In future. So I am now actually preparing myself to start adopting this train. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. using Brave now to see like, okay, now everything is so limited. How can we still try to measure some impact um, on the you know performance level? So yeah, to be honest, you know I still feel I'm trying to learn and get used to it. 
I don't really love it, but this is yeah. some reality. I think a lot of advertisers have to face and pretty soon, like in about, I would say three years, but this yeah. will happen yeah. uh, to everyone. I think that definitely is not unlikely. And another aspect of Web3 advertising that I'm curious about is when you say, hey, a user is going to be viewing ads and they're going to be getting BAT, a lot of that sounds like incentivized ads on digital. Do you think that could result in wrong incentives for customers? Because certainly incentivized ads on digital, they just lead to terrible retention, terrible lifetime value. So do you think there could be similar wrong incentives? I would say they enable the ad, they actually adopt into watching ad, seeing ads when they use Brave. But what Brave does is they actually kind of understand what page you're on, like to especially kind of see what you were interested in and then serve the ads to user. It's still kind of targeted. So it's not like Brave doesn't know what you want. Brave doesn't know what you like and just serve different ads, whatever ads to you. So I would say if I'm a person, like I'm, you know, now actually use, you know, some app and I'm like super, I love, I'm learning French from uh, Duolingo. And even they actually give me a lot of like incentivized opportunity to watch an ad because I need to earn more hearts or whatever, right? right? But those ads are all relevant to me. So I I see ads that actually things I need either for work or personal stuff because Duolingo knows a lot about me outside of the app. So I am still impacted by the product they, you know, advertise. Sure. Sure. You know yeah, 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 yeah. That's very interesting because at least in Web2 Digital, I've seen contextual to be not always effective, but it sounds like it's you are seeing contextual ads. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it could also just be because you're also able to vote on the ads by basically saying dismiss. So it, the system's actually learning your preferences and exactly. refining it over time. Right? Yeah. And I think that could be a factor in that as well. Yeah. I, I believe that's also being factored when they decide yeah. what to show, what not to show. Sure, sure. And, you know, like we've discussed, there's a monetary incentive for people. Mm-hmm. When there's monetary incentives, there's usually potential for fraud. Mm-hmm. Do you see that having started? Do you see that possible in the future? How do you see that play out? Uh, I would say I actually did a lot of research on this as well. So I actually know that even though I want to target, because for for some reason, they're advertiser in the United States. So obviously, most of the United, advertiser in the United States want to target people in the United States. And you know, a, a lot of brave browser, brave browser users, they are not actually in the United States, and they actually found loophole. They actually use the VPN and to sure. 
<laughs> to lock okay. in and then to pretend they are in the United States. So I know there are some fraud, like, you know, this is, this is kind of like targeting fraud, right? It's not like a, yeah. it's not a fraudulent, like, a, you know, like a, like a machine is it's a human is doing yeah. it. But it's just not being targeted to the right, the right people that advertisers wanted to target. So sure. I see that and I, I believe perhaps Brave knows about the problem. So this is something I think they need to figure out how to resolve it, right? And I, yeah. I, I do also tell them that, you know, I know this, this is something I found out and, you know, ask them to perhaps start working on fixing that. Yeah, right. And that with the ubiquity of VPNs, that can certainly be a challenge with pe people trying to game the system with the higher CPMs in the US. And yeah, I think that would make sense, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm also curious, right? I know you said you explored this as an advertiser as well. If, to the extent you're comfortable sharing, can you share what kinds of results you've gotten and how it compares to your other channels? So we, we still wanted to make sure because we do see, you know, obviously the upfront engagement looks really good, right? Like we know like a lot of people actually engage with the ads and then, you know, they click through, they come to the page. And, but the thing is that conversion rate that we are looking for hasn't been there yet. So we want to know like, is this some tracking issue? Because I know that I think they also have some problem with the GA tracking as well. Yeah. So, so we want to kind of make sure it's not a data problem. It's a real performance problem before I can conclude this. But for yeah. now, yeah, I'm seeing lower conversion rate, but I don't know what what's the problem right now because we're still running yeah and trying to talk to them, see what sure. has happened, right? And until sure. then, I don't have a really like a, a conclusive sure. answer for you. And, you know, as with most new platforms, are you also seeing very low CPMs and perhaps... I would say that's the, the you know, advantage of advertising with some newer platform because they offer so much a cheaper CPM or CPC to advertisers. So sure. that's the reason I say, okay, if it doesn't work, at least, you know, we try and it's not so expensive, right? So sure. Sure. yeah, I'm just trying to first have that first mover advantage to get exactly. impression, cheaper impression for our traffic. And second sure. is to learn this, you know, Web3 technology and then start thinking about how we can adopt this for the future. Sure, sure. So it's like a lesson that I'm learning. Absolutely. It's good to be early in the game. Good to join a wave for to optimize for learning, really, right? Because that's mm -hmm. going to pay off in the future. Sure, right. yeah. And, you know, Annika, in one of your articles you wrote, look, with the decentralized web, each real user will have their own non-fungible ID, and that will let platforms eliminate fake or non-human traffic, right? And obviously that's an advantage that addresses some of the fraud, but if a user has a non-fungible ID, do you think that could also result in a privacy risk like the IDFA? 
So it's a very different concept, right? When we talk about IDFA, IDFA is an ID that's created by, you know, this like a centralized platform. User mm -hmm. has no control over that yeah. digit, whatever, how many digit number, right? It is a unique number attached to user's device, right? Mm -hmm. And then what difference between the like non-fungible token is I actually own that NFT, right? And I get to decide as a user, if I wanted to share my data with an advertiser or not. So sure. this is like giving power back to the user instead of the big you know, platform, they are controlling everything and then monetize other users' identity privacy. So sure. the concept is web two and web three are very different. Do you know what I'm exactly. talking about? Yeah, 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 conceptually. I completely understand, but I think it's good for you to spell it out and explain. That's very helpful to know and understand. Yeah, Annika, I think this has been very instructive. In many ways, it still blows my mind just because it's a very different way to think about advertising. It's mm -hmm. a very different way to think about marketing. So uh, different, yeah. Exactly, it takes a while to wrap your head around some of these. So thank you for demystifying a lot of this. This is perhaps a good place for us to start to wrap. But before we do that, can you tell folks how they can find out more about you and everything? So LinkedIn will be the best place to find me if they want to follow me professionally. And then if they want to follow my social, welcome. So they can also follow me at Run Annika Run on my Instagram. So they will see a lot of workout contents, encourage people to be more active. Um, yeah. and I think the move, movement is medicine for us. 100%. And you've spoken about and written about this quite a bit. A lot of your writings, have you write quite a lot. And certainly if people follow you on LinkedIn, they can check out your writing as well. But yeah, we'll link to all of that. But for now, this is a good place for us to wrap. Thank you so much, Annika, for being a guest in the Mobile Asia. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Mobile User Acquisition Show. If any of this was helpful or instructive, I would love for you to leave us a review or rating on iTunes, Stitcher, Overcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast fix. This podcast takes a ton of time, effort, and love to produce, and I deeply value every review and every piece of feedback that you share.